Can Jack Flaherty be an elite arm once again? Is Andrew Abbott a must-add? Join us for a gripping episode where we provide you with the best must-add pitch-and-ditch arms heading into the weekend on this action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino, here as always with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, my better half, Matthew Ane. Yo, yo. You can find us on all social media platforms and podcasting apps. And if you're listening on one like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would truly appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube, please hit that little bell below. It subscribes you to the channel. Also gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And once again, if you're on the YouTubes, please be sure to like and comment because we love to talk fantasy baseball with you. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price always guaranteed. Locked On Fantasy Baseball fans, we have a fully loaded episode for you today. Let us be your team secret weapon, as always, while we provide you with must-add pitch-and-ditch arms for the weekend. Plus, we got a couple of two-star pitchers for next week as well. But, Matt, as always, take it away, my brother. Who's up first? All right, and before we talk about our first guy here and if you if you're new if you're new to this podcast you want to tune in if you're a regular listener or every day or skip about a minute i'm gonna keep this up to about a minute i want to explain pitch and ditch if you're new here pitch and ditch is a strategy that uh here at locked on we like to do it's something where you like to manufacture your, your win you know you're down your era is blown up your whip's blown up you still need the win and the way you can do that is by just loading up on pit- pitchers over the weekend that have high strikeout potential and who cares about the ERA and whip? So you want to load them up, and if they could possibly sneak in a win for you or a QS, that is the biggest thing that you want to get. Get them counting stats and move on. So all these names are pretty much going to be relevant for about this weekend, and then you're going to pretty much want to pump and dump. And that's really about how, how you're going to treat every single one except our first guy here. And now, guys, this is where you should be tuning in. That's Mr. Andrew Abbott. Andrew Abbott is a name we talked about earlier in the week that somebody we said you probably should add, and he I probably should. It's a must add. Andrew Abbott went out, did his thing, and had a decent matchup because Milwaukee is was is at the top of their game right now. They're leading their division, and quite honestly, it wasn't an easy matchup. And Abbott came out there with six innings deep, first outing in the bigs, got the W, got six Ks, gave up no runs, and had a .83 uh, WHIP. Like quite honestly, Abbott has a has great potential. He has a lot of good stuff. He doesn't have any like mind-blowing power, but Abbott is really good with his stuff. So I really think that he is a must-add, long-term potential, 100%. And then the reason why he's on this show is he's a good matchup this weekend. Going against St. Louis, who's been up and down, left and right. Now, I, they, I expect them to kind of start getting hot again because Aaron Nola's, I mean, not Aaron <laughs> Nolan Arenado has figured it out. And Jordan Walker's back in the lineup. So Andrew Abbott does have his work cut out for him, but only with those two right now. If St. Louis decides to start picking things up, they could be dangerous for Andrew Abbott. But again, 
We don't care here on the podcast for this episode. We just want to get that win and manufacture the win at the end of your week. And Andrew Abbott could take you to fantasy victory this weekend. Yeah, I'm a big Andrew Abbott guy. I know Matt kind of broke him down for you, uh, you know, a few days ago. I wasn't able to be on the podcast that day. So it's my time to, you know, preach about my boy Andrew Abbott. He's only 48% owned on Yahoo. And I will say this about the, you know, pitch and ditch strategy. Sometimes you're picking up guys, you know, you think they're only going to be here for a little bit, you know, and it winds up being a long-term thing. There was a lot of guys last year, you know, a lot of guys we've mentioned this year. Um, I think we've even had John Gray, my boy, on one of those shows. And John Gray went out there and dominated St. Louis, nine innings, one run, 12 strikeouts. Hopefully, Andrew Abbott can go out there and do the same. As Matt mentioned, St. Louis has been up and down. The last nine games, they've only won uh, two of them. And in those two games combined, they've scored only three runs. So it looks like Abbott can go out there and, you know, potentially have a very, very good matchup. You know, if you don't know who Andrew Abbott is, starting pitcher, Cincinnati Reds. I'll just read you off his minor league stats from this year before we move on. This year, Abbott in the minors, 250 ERA, 10 games started, 54 innings, 90 strikeouts to 17 walks, 092 whip. He's got like a Joe Ryan type fastball, not really fast, but has a lot of movement. Throws a curveball as well. That's pretty solid. So, you know, got some pitch and miss stuff. So with Andrew Abbott, I definitely think you should pick him up and see where this thing goes. But let's move on to our next guy, who's um somebody that we're a fan of on this podcast. I don't know how Matt how much Matt loves him anymore, but I'm sure he'll let us know. And it's Jack Flaherty. So Jack Flaherty doesn't really apply to the pitch and ditch part of things. He's a two star pitcher for next week. Uh, looks like I think Monday or Tuesday he gets San Francisco, and then heading into the weekend he gets the Washington Nationals. Both very very easy and solid matchups. You know, uh, over Flaherty's last three starts, he's been pretty dominant. Um, May 27th against Cleveland, seven innings, four strikeouts, one earned run, one one four whip. Pittsburgh on the June 2nd, 5.1 innings, six Ks, one run, one three one whip. And then against Texas, who's been, you know, a very, very, very good lineup, one of the best in baseball so far, six innings, eight strikeouts, no earned runs, run three three whip. Well, I hope Flaherty can get that, you know, control a little bit down pat. He's been dealing with a lot of injuries over the last few years. That shoulder control, one of the last things to come back, you know, maybe over the next couple of weeks. Maybe he has a Blake Snell-type second half. I could see Flaherty being a long-term play here, but, you know, even if he's not, he has two bad starts, you just drop him, you move on. Flaherty's 43% owned on Yahoo, has a lot of upside. We all know what he can do. Still only 27 years old. Give Jack Flaherty an ad. Absolutely. Uh, I love Jack Flaherty for who the talent is and what his potential is. If he can really figure it out, hey, he has long-term uh, possibilities for you. The two-star week, week is ni- nice. I like the two starts. I like the Giants, especially. They haven't really been blowing blowing the uh, blowing me off the page, essentially. Jack Flaherty has a lot of upside going in the next week to help you manufacture that win. But let's move on. Let's get on to somebody who, who I do struggle pronunci- pronouncing his name, but I got it today. That's Julio Tehran. Finally got it right after Tehran. I said Tehran, A-A-Ron over here. Um, (laughs) I got it right after like 15 years of saying his name. But anyway, Julio here is actually been really serviceable this year. You know, we said it when we brought it up last week on the Pitch and Ditch episode that I really didn't expect to even talk about him this year. I didn't even know he was playing baseball because one, he's so old and man, I I thought I was going to find him in the retirement center, but we didn't. He's actually out there still (laughs) pitching. And he's been really good this year. Um, all all three of his starts, he's gone five innings and in, five innings in one and six in the others. Um, has had low ERA, sub three ERA so far, a two eight four, a zero, and a one eight. And this is against Cincinnati at Cincinnati, so that's a tough one. 
Toronto at Toronto, and then San Francisco. That's the fluffy matchup. But whatever, it is what it is. But he's he's very, very serviceable. And his next start going up, what is it, in two days? So that'd be two days from today. So tomorrow for you guys would be Saturday. And he's going up against Oakland at home. So you know what? I like the matchup. There's a possibility of getting the win there because Milwaukee's been playing really good. And quite honestly, Tehran... Aaron could get it done for you. So I, I think you definitely should get him. I the K's could be there with a five five K game and a W and maybe even help out your ear age just a smidge. So Aaron, scoop him up. Yeah, I think uh, Julio down by the schoolyard is, you know, not a long term play at all. He's definitely the definition of pitch and ditch. Uh, you know, let me see who who his next start after Oakland might be. It might be Minnesota. So, you know, not a bad team, not a great team. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, the former opening day starter, plenty of times for Atlanta, Julio Tehran, has a chance to be good this weekend against Oakland. They're not a great team. His stats look good so far in the year. But, you know what, don't hold your breath with uh, Mr. Julio going forward. Yep. And before we move forward, we have – I just want to let you guys know who's coming up here. We have a pitcher from from Houston who I actually like this weekend. A pitcher from Miami who has been solid for our pitch and ditch categories, and a pitcher from the Angels who, who knows, maybe they have a little upside this weekend. We will find out after this. Have you ever, ever tried to buy tickets and see your favorite artists or sports teams and wound up being stressed out on how much of a hassle it is it can be to get you know get tickets and all that? Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. That's why you need to go and check out Game Time app and the overlay. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy your tickets for all your sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals and last minute tickets and over and with their pre- <laughs> with their best price guaranteed. You can't you can stop stressing over the tickets and get hype for all your events. Using Game Time app is super rewarding with flash deals for last minute tickets, easy to find tickets for every kind of event in your area, image of your seat so you can see exactly where you're going to be sitting. Lowest prices guaranteed, event cancellation protection. I mean, there's no reason. There's there is a reason why it's the fastest growing app for tickets. Download Game Time app and create an account and use the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms may apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Download Game. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We also want to thank our everydayers and new listeners for joining us here on Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Thank you for letting us be your first listen each and every day. Be sure to look out for our new episode on Monday where we give you the best players over the weekend for those must-add players off those waiver wires. Also, thank you for everybody you know, sharing our podcast with everybody, and we ask that you can continue that. We're very close to 2,000 subscribers. And if you can, share this with a friend. If you're new, I understand, you know, we don't like to share our, you know, our secret weapons and our podcast for our fantasy advice, but we like to come back every week. And the way that is, is if our, if our audience grows. So if you can help us, we'd really appreciate it. Our new listeners. And thank you for every day as being out there for us. All right, Dom, please take it away. Yes, sir. Big shout out to all the fans out there. Please keep supporting us. It's truly appreciated. But we got another great pitch and ditch pitcher for you. And it's JP France. I mean, the guy just keeps it going. Kind of a late career, you know, a little breakout here. He's kind of just keep getting it done. His last start against the Angels, seven innings, only three strikeouts, one, two, nine ERA, and a 0-5-7 whip. He gets the Guardians his next time out, looks like on Saturday. 
Guardians have been kind of up and down, so it's a matchup where you could see him go out there and do his thing. Possibly, you know, help you a little bit in the ERA, a little bit in the whip department. Not really a huge K's guy, but being on Houston, they can also he can also man- manufacture a win for you. On the season, J.P. France, 3-4-4 ERA, 1-1-5 whip, 34 innings, 29 Ks. And J.P. France is only 27% owned on Yahoo. Uh, I think you could do a lot worse than J.P. France this weekend. You know, another example, like, you know, Julio Tehran, uh, you know, pump and dump situation, pitch, a true definition of a pitch and ditch guy. You know, if he does bad, you cut him. If he does good, you know what, maybe you hang on to him heading into that next week. It looks like he might get Washington. Not 100% sure on that. So, J.P. France, definitely somebody you could look into for this weekend at least. Yep, and the nice part about France is – you know what? He's on a good team, so if he is on his A game, he could possibly get you that W, another way to manufacture that uh, that win this week. All right, let's move on here. Great take, Dom. So about Mr. Braxton. So about Mr. Braxton Garrett. You know, we've talked about him pretty much every week on Pitch and Ditch. He is the great greatest Pitch and Ditch player for us. I think he might, he might have to be called the Braxton Garrett seg- uh, segment here. But here's the thing, right? He's the epitome of it, and the reason is because my guy puts up strikeouts, right? Like, there's no question. Six, seven, eight, eight, six, and then a couple threes in there and a five, right? That's exactly what we want in terms of case. And every once and for a good good amount of his starts, if you go back and look at his, you know, game logs here, he's had one, two, three bad starts out of the last like twelve. So it's not bad. And on top of that, I mean, he's going up against the White Sox, who are hit or miss, right? Today, they lit up the Yankees, unfortunately. But I know it was an ugly game. But I'm going to blend that one on, on the smoke gate here and, you know, the clouds and all that orange mist here. But anyway. I'm blaming it on Luis Severino. Yeah, he's he's sucking. But, you know, hopefully he can bounce back. It's only his third or fourth start back from the injury yeah. list. So it is what it is. It, this is to be expected. But anyway, back to Braxton Garrett. Braxton Garrett is is somebody that literally is the, the what you want to get, right? Pick him up. He's going against the White Sox. Decent matchup. He's going to strike people out. That's just what he does. And he has the up the possibility of of holding them down and keeping the ERA low. Definitely can get you the QS because he's been getting about six innings deep. And to boot, there's a possibility of a win because White Sox love to shoot themselves in the foot. So let's see what happens with Braxton Garrett. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the biggest Braxton Garrett guy out there. 26% owned on, on Yahoo. And, I mean... He's he's all right, as Matt mentioned. Get you a lot, he could get you a lot of strikeouts. Uh, I don't know about much else. You know, the, sometimes he's good, better than other in ERA. But Braxton Garrett, if you want a shot, White Sox aren't the best team in the league right now. You could give Garrett a shot. Twenty six percent on the Yahoo. Let's move on to somebody have a little bit more confidence in, and it's Griffin Canning. If you don't know Griffin Canning, he's been around for a little bit of you know a couple of years at this point. He's had some good seasons. Uh, always had upside, in my opinion. He's got pretty solid stuff, you know, and then he gets to learn from, you know, Shohei Otani. So with uh, Griffin Canning, he's been solid. His last couple of times, his last three times out have been pretty decent, in my opinion. Uh, at Houston, it's just a tough matchup. You know, six innings, four strikeouts, one earned run, 0-8-3 whip. The time before that against the White Sox was impressive. Six innings, got the win, nine strikeouts, three earned runs, a one whip. And then against Boston on May 23rd, seven innings, got the win, five strikeouts, no earned, 07 whip for Griffin Canning. He's only 12% owned on Yahoo. In your deep leagues, your 15 men's, you could definitely give him a shot. He gets Seattle on Sunday, it looks like. 
and they have four of the top five strikeout guys in all of baseball. I believe it's Julio, uh, Jared Kelnick. I forget the other two, but I know they have a lot of guys that strike out a lot. It could be a big strikeout game for Canning. So even if he goes out and he gives up three or four runs, strikeout still should be big. You know, his last three outings, at least, you know, six inning and all those quality start could be in play. So give Griffin Canning a shot. I think he's well one of the better guys to pitch and ditch with for this weekend. Yeah, I mean, the one thing I like about Griffin Canning, he, he usually is about a K for nine. But the thing is, his ERA will probably get blown up. I'm not a Griffin Canning guy. If you look back at his history, you know, with his shots in the big, his bigs, he really hasn't had a nice season. Like his best season was a 399 ERA. Other than that, it's 458 and a 560. So it's not really wonderful for Griffin Canning, even though everybody expected a lot more out of him. But this weekend, I'm willing to roll him out. I mean, it's a it's a good matchup, so why not? And it, it just it is what it is. But let's move next. Let's move on. Like, I don't need to bash the kid. You know, he's still a better baseball player than I'll ever be. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's talk about um, Hayden. And I can't say this guy's last name. Wesneski. Wesneski. Okay. I just didn't want to butcher it. All you're right. good. You're good. So Hayden Wesneski is going up against San Francisco this this weekend again, at San Francisco, which I love. Everybody knows San Francisco is a great pitcher's park. And he's serviceable. I mean, it's not like he's going to go out there and blow up your ERA. He's only had two or well, three bad starts, and they could blow up your ERA with the 12, a 6, and a 33 but ERA. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. This is the risk of, you know, rolling out these players. But San Francisco is pretty much a fluffy matchup. He can go out there, get you four or five Ks possibly have a lower ERA. They could possibly even win the game because Chicago is hit or miss. And if they decide to be hot that night, they could beat beat the Giants. And and there you go. You got a little extra extra thing going for you. The only thing I don't really see is they haven't been letting him go about six innings deep. He's been doing about four, three, and then five. So you may or may not get the QS with him. And that's the one thing that kind of will hold me back with him a little bit. But at the same time, if you're desperate, you need the Ks or you just need to have another arm rolling out just to take take over the the pitching category, roll out Hayden Wesneski. Yeah, I'm actually I, – I think Hayden Wesneski uh, eventually, maybe not this year, but I think eventually he could be somebody that we're going to be talking about more often than not when it comes to fantasy baseball. He's still fairly young. You know, he's only 25 years old. Uh, I, I truly think there's a lot of upside here for Wesneski. And, uh, you know, last year, if you played fantasy baseball at all, he had four starts. He played six games in total, 2-1-8 ERA for Wesneski, 33 innings, 33 strikeouts, and a 0-9-3 whip. Even in the minors, his whole career has been a pretty good whip guy. So I think he can definitely continue that, you know, here into the bigs. He's only really had three bad starts so far this season out of how many is it total? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So out of nine starts, only really three bad ones. So, you know, it's majority of the time he's been better than not. As Matt mentioned, great matchup for Wesneski against San Francisco. Looks like on Sunday. He's 13% owned on Yahoo. Cubs have had their ups and downs. They could probably go out there and beat the, you know, Giants. So I think you can give Wesneski a shot. Like I said, he's got pretty good stuff, too. Good track record in the minors, so I think you should definitely go and give Wesneski a shot. But before we move on here, we got a you know uh, an Atlanta Braves pitcher that's a uh, you know young and up and coming could be pretty good. And then we just got one guy for you if you know you kind of need to just throw somebody out there in deeper leagues, you know, uh, a little bit of a deeper league play. But real quick, today's episode is sponsored by the clothing company Bird Dogs. Looking for clothes that redefine comfort and style? Look no further than Bird Dogs. They've crafted the perfect blend of performance and fashion to bring you shorts 
pants, and tops that will revolutionize your wardrobe. With stretchy fabric, that makes your legs look great. They're not only stylish, but also comfier than any other shorts or pants you currently own. They give you the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the golf course, to a meeting, on a date, or even if you're just going to hang out with the boys. Bird Dogs just sent Matt and I some shorts, and we're absolutely obsessed with them. Guys, been getting so many compliments on these shorts. I'm going out this weekend, probably going to wear a couple of pairs of Bird Dog shorts. Still waiting for my new ones that uh, you know are coming in that I ordered not too long ago. And if you want to order some yourself, you can go to birddogs.com slash MLB. And when you enter the promo code LOCKEDONMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. But all right, we're hopping back into things now. And uh, Matt, you want to grab this guy? Sure. Um, let's talk about Mr. Jared Schuster. Or Schuster, sorry. I don't know why I went Schuster. I just feel like shusting him <laughs> out of the way. Um, you know what? He has a good matchup this weekend. I'm not even going to lie. He's playing the Nationals on the 10th, which is Saturday. You know what? I'm not mad at this matchup at all. I actually kind of like it. He's been serviceable when he has been starting, except for the one horrendous start against Texas, which was his first first um, start of the year. And then Philadelphia lit him up as well. But other than that, I mean, he was able to hold his own against Seattle, which is a tough matchup, and was able to pitch at Oakland, which, I mean, who can't? I can probably. And the Nationals, I mean, they have been giving Philly – they did give Philly a run for their money earlier in the week, but let's just call it call the kettle black here and just say they're just not as good as they performed. I think they performed up to the talent that they were playing. Now, I don't think they're going to do that against the Braves. I think the Braves are going to go up early, and it's going to – give Schuster the motivation to keep going and be strong. So that's why I think Schuster is a great start going into this weekend. And quite honestly, I might be able to hold him in for another week or two, as long as he can hold that rotation spot and see where it goes. Schuster could be a few week kind of add. We'll see how it plays out. Jared Schuster. Yeah. You know, uh, Jared Schuster's kind of, you know, once again, kind of, you know, embodies the whole pitch and ditch idea here. Gets a good start against Washington. Uh, if he goes out there and he gets lit up, you absolutely dump him. He's 13% owned on Yahoo, more of your 15 man leagues, your NL only stuff like that. We can grab Schuster, throw him out against the nationals, see how that goes. Uh, he's, Decent track record in the minors. I mean, last year in the minors, he had 25 stars, 329 ERA, 139 innings, 145 strikeouts, 104 whip for Schuster. He has decent stuff, not elite stuff, you know, but hasn't really shown too much here in, you know, the major so far. As Matt pointed out, he did have a couple of good starts, uh, you know, against the Seattle team that does strike out a lot. And then, you know, against Oakland, you know, uh, there's a lot of guys who go out there and dominate Oakland. So Schuster's more of a, all right, let's see what he does this weekend. And then, you know, if he he's absolutely garbage, which there's a good chance of, you know, you just get rid of him and see where things go. But he could have some strikeouts for you this weekend. On a good team, could get the win as well for Jared Schuster. Let's move on for last, you know, last resort kind of guy here. You know, old, old not reliable, I'm going to call him. It's Kyle Gibson. Um Numbers always are deceivingly good for Kyle Gibson, and then I swear he has like a three, four-start stretch every year where he just gives up like eight runs in every single one of those starts. Last year, I thought he had turned a corner, and he fooled me because then I picked him up, and he had like some of the worst starts of his like whole career, and I was just like, uh, he is fool's gold. But you know what? His last few starts, uh, you know, three out of his last four starts have been pretty solid, uh, especially that last time out. He went up against Milwaukee, you know, um, he gave up two runs. He pitched five innings, seven strikeouts, one four whip. 
Um, and surprisingly, he's actually 50%, 50% owned on Yahoo. So maybe he's not as widely available as I originally thought he was. But, you know, like I said, Kyle Gibson's been around a while against Casey, who's been bad. You know, um, our boy Vinny P is slumping, you know, um, Bobby Witt's still slumping, and they really don't have much else besides that. Baltimore's a good team, been playing pretty well. You know, Gibson, go out there, you can maybe give up three runs, get a bunch of strikeouts, come out with that win. And, you know, uh, his whip is a 1-3-2 on the year, so it's not uh, absolutely killing you. Yeah, I mean, here's my thing about Gibson. Kansas City actually has been hitting up at least Bobby Witt. I don't know if you saw his last week. He has, you know, two bombs last week and about seven runs and about six ribs. And he's batting about 310. So there you go, picking it up, picking it up. Yeah, Bobby's returning the form like we all thought he would. Kyle Gibson is in for a tough matchup, especially if Vinny P can get it. But here's the thing Dom said this is our last resort guy. If you're going into Wednesday's matchup, by the way, Uh, I believe it's on Sunday. Sunday, If you're going into Saturday night and you see you you're you need to pick somebody up, Gibson is that last ditch effort. Let's scoop him up. Let's see where it takes you. You pray that Kansas City sucks and I mean sucks until the moment Kyle Gibson leaves the game and then they can just light up because there's no way and there's no way that uh you know he's gonna be able to fend them off or the team will be able to fend off a hot Bobby Witt. Let's see what happens. But Kyle Gibson would be a nice last ditch ditch effort for your fantasy team to make that to manufacture that win so with that being said dom take it away yeah guys so you know what i think that's all for us today please be sure to like subscribe comment rate and review check out our website if you already haven't and thank you for making locked on fantasy baseball your first listen each and every day we truly appreciate our everydayers and new listeners for giving us a shot um, you know, guys, just once again, if you're here at this point, you know, you're probably a fan. And if you're a new listener, you probably enjoyed the episode. If you listen to the whole thing, please be sure, you know, to subscribe on YouTube. If you already haven't throw a comment, throw a like, and you know what, if you're feeling up to it, please share the podcast with a couple of friends that like fantasy baseball, or just baseball in general. Cause, uh, you know, we'd love to sit here and talk baseball and we could use the support on our run to 2000 subscribers on YouTube. But please make sure you lock on for a new episode on Monday where we're going to be talking about the best must-add players coming out of the weekend. But until then, folks, peace. peace.